This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal employees now have a way to give a portion of their paycheck to Ukrainian refugees. Digital identity companies want a seat at the table if there's going to be any executive orders concerning them. And could the Pentagon be better preparing U.S. bases in the Arctic region for the effects of climate change? These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management is giving all federal workers the option to contribute to humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. OPM has reactivated its online portal so employees can donate to the combined federal campaign. The special solicitation will provide support to victims and refugees affected by the war through food, medical attention, housing, and other day-to-day needs. Donations are open until June 30th. Employees can access the donation portal at cfcgiving.opm.gov. A sad day for the federal inspector general community. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Earl Devaney, the former chairman of the Recovery Accountability and Transparency Board, has died. Devaney oversaw hundreds of billions of dollars in stimulus spending meant to help the country recover from the Great Recession. The board served as a blueprint for the present-day Pandemic Response Accountability Committee. Devaney served as an inspector general for the Interior Department, but held several other federal jobs, including director of criminal enforcement at the Environmental Protection Agency. As a Secret Service agent in 1975, he dodged bullets fired by a woman who mistook him for President Gerald Ford. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Small, disadvantaged businesses can now give the General Services Administration a piece of their mind about the barriers standing in the way of success. In support of the Biden administration's goal to increase contracts to small disadvantaged businesses by 50 percent by 2025, GSA is conducting listening sessions and collecting feedback from minority-owned contractors. This feedback will build on existing efforts to make it easier to get on the schedules program and by establishing a supplier diversity plan that includes a strategy and criteria for regular on-ramping SDBs to GWACs and multi-agency contracts. A key Homeland Security division looks to meet with contractors. The National Risk Management Center is hosting a virtual industry day on April 27th. The NRMC is a division of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. At the industry day, the center plans on going over its national critical functions framework. The NRMC will also discuss the plans for the National Infrastructure Simulation and Analysis Center. CISA has issued warnings about preparing for cyber attacks on critical infrastructure due to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Industry groups look to influence a forthcoming executive order on identity technologies. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Industry groups are calling on President Biden to direct a government-wide approach to identity validation services. In a letter to White House officials, the groups say there is a need to have a uniform approach across agencies for making these services available to both the public and private sectors. They also want the National Institute of Standards and Technology to create a digital identity framework for agencies to follow. In March, the White House announced Biden would sign an executive order to prevent and detect identity theft involving public benefits. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. CISA does deliver on a key mandate in the 2021 cyber executive order. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The Secure Cloud Business Applications, or SCUBA, initiative aims to improve how agencies deal with the next SolarWinds-type attack. 
The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency released two draft guidance documents to help establish standard and secure configuration baselines. Vincent Sertapan, the CyberQSMO Section Chief at CISA, says the effort is about giving federal civilian agencies both security and visibility, right, necessary to identify and detect adversary activities in their cloud environments. CISA is seeking comments on both draft documents through mid-May. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Department of Agriculture will get guidance on how to advance equity in its workforce and services. Under its new action plan, the agency established a commission that will provide initial recommendations by the end of this year. Leading those efforts is a new acting lead for diversity and inclusion. The agency tapped Leslie Weldon as acting head of DEA&I efforts. Weldon previously served as chief executive for work environment and performance and as deputy chief in the National Forest System. It's hard to point to a spot on the globe that's more susceptible to near-term climate change than the Arctic, but the Defense Department's installations in and around the region are not doing much of anything to plan for it. That's according to DOD's Inspector General. An IG review of six northern latitude bases found most of their leaders were not familiar with the tools and policies the department already has in place to make its installations more resilient to climate change. The IG says the bases are mainly focused on current weather and energy problems, partly because senior DOD leaders have not given them the resources to analyze threats related to climate change. High-ranking lawmakers are calling on the Army to do more about the rash of service member suicides in Alaska. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more on that. Legislators want to know what the Army is doing to address some of the medical and financial issues of service members in Alaska and the relation to mental health. Last year, the three bases in Alaska accounted for 11 service member suicides and six more are being investigated as potential suicides. The lawmakers' concerns range from ensuring soldiers get the right amount of sunlight and vitamin D to addressing the financial pressures on junior ranks. The members of Congress also want the Army to increase the quality of life amenities on the bases. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Air Force is seeing one of its airman-inspired projects one step closer to realization. A tactical workstation for clinicians in austere environments is now officially a prototype. The project comes from the Air Force's Spark Tank. That competition takes ideas from airmen around the world and puts them through a Shark Tank-like contest. The service says the station is getting overwhelmingly positive feedback from medical professionals. And the Postal Service is setting a slower delivery standard for small, lightweight packages. USPS says it will add an extra day or two onto the expected delivery window for its first-class package service starting on May 1st. These packages weigh less than a pound. Many carry small electronics or prescription drugs. USPS expects the new service standards will slow delivery for nearly a third of its first-class package service volume. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.